emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I'm Kevin Merida, Senior Vice President of ESPN. Hi, everyone. This is Rexy Roll from Western Air, Bahamas. I'm Monica Morgan, international photojournalist and motivational speaker. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. Hey, this is Maurice Griffin from BET Sunday's Best. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Dr. Eddie Connor, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud show with my main man, Michael Nimmons. Grew up listening and singing If I Could Be Like Mike, and I really do, so I had to listen to how he brings it, how he flows with it, how he engages you, how he speaks truth to power and inspires you to do something greater than ever before. Don't you dare miss it. Continue to listen. Think out loud. Speak out loud. Michael Nimmons. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... The Thinking Out Loud radio show. 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 So one of the best radio shows that I've ever been on. And in Detroit, I can't go without thinking out loud with my boy, Michael Nimmons. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. August 7th, 2017, a show was born. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show where we're giving voice to issues that matter to you. I'm just so glad that you have tuned in uh, to this radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show began as a platform to discuss current events and hot topics. In this edition of the What Are You Thinking About segment, we're going to be talking about that blue wave. That's right. That blue wave that swept through the midterm election. Influential guest interviews. This is Dr. Eddie Connor, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud show with my main man, Michael Nimmons. And to motivate and empower with weekly words of inspiration. It's time, 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 for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought of the Week. Our thought for this week comes from St. John, the 12th chapter, verse 32, where Jesus declares, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. 100 shows later, it has become so much more.
Today we celebrate with radio host Michael Lemons and the entire Thinking Out Loud radio show family for 100 shows. Welcome to the 100th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. As you heard in the show opener, this is our 100th show. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. We're finally here. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to say that 100 shows i still can't believe it and we want to thank those of you who are our day ones you know who you are who've listened to our first show and listening ever since thank you so very much we know it hasn't been a smooth ride in every show we've had some hiccups along the way um, but you stuck with us and uh, we certainly appreciate um you doing that (laughs) it means the world to us i hope throughout this journey to 100 you've seen some maturity and growth and what we're doing i hope is that with each show we've gotten better and not just from a standpoint of content but also from a production standpoint you know when we're producing shows we try to listen as if we're you the consumer which is the end user listening to the finished product What do I think you would like to hear? We truly have our listeners in mind as we host and executive produce each show. From the background music to the commercials that are developed for the show, we have designed each show with you in mind. And no, we're not your traditional podcast you just click the link and you listen to a commercial less show with non-stop discussion of a topic or series of topics we want to give you a show which much more than that in fact we wanted to give you a show that closely mirrors terrestrial radio you know with commercials and show promos and drops which add variety and diversity and eliminates the monotony that might come with your traditional podcast. Still, what sets our show apart from your traditional podcast and terrestrial radio is that most of our commercials are a window into who we are. You know, who we are as an author, speaker, and minister of the gospel. Most of our commercials have something to do with our product offering as an author or a repertoire as a speaker and minister. You know, it's a window into our personality. 
some in so in some respects the commercials on our show are a way to introduce ourselves to our new listening audience and that is just a little behind the scenes insight into the planning and preparation of the thinking out loud radio show so hopefully we cleared up some things and you know you understand a little bit more about the nuances of the thinking out loud radio show we're essentially a show with great discussion great topics great guests and a great word at the end of each show we want to say thank you to all of our listeners who listen to us on blog talk radio wdpr 102.4 or any of the podcasting networks where you happen to listen to our show we truly appreciate you and love you just the same Continue telling others about the Thinking Out Loud radio show and sharing our posts on social media. You know, we're looking for more listener engagement. I use social media a lot. I'm on Twitter and Facebook the most and on Instagram to round out the three. So you can always add us at TOL Radio Host MSN on Twitter and Instagram, which are Two of my primary accounts Like us on our Facebook show page At facebook.com forward slash TOL Radio Host MSN Or just follow the show from our website At michaelnimitz.com And hit the menu option TOL Radio Show And that is our official Thinking Out Loud radio show page from this page you can watch videos see exclusive photos follow us on social media you can leave your feedback make a comment about the show right from our show page at michaelnemons.com stop by and check out our website today in this edition of the thinking out loud radio show we're going to be switching it up a bit and taking you on a trip down memory lane Highlighting some of our most influential guests and definitely most memorable moments on this 100th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're going to take our first commercial break of the night, but when we come back, we're going to share with you some clips from our most influential guests that we've had an opportunity to interview. Don't you go anywhere. You are tuned in to the show. It's giving voice to issues that matter to you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Got the munchies? Call Munchie! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchie! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchie! If you want some mouth-watering pizza and wings? Call Munchie! Call 248-476-7272 Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington. When you have the munchies, call Munchies! 
miss part two of our discussion of politics and the church with Dr. Freddie Haynes. Man, I have to tell you, Dr. Haynes, I am so honored and happy to have had you on the show with us on tonight. Words cannot express how thrilled I am that you consented to be a part of this conversation. And I pray and hope that God will continue to bless you as you endeavor to do his will. Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Well, my brother, I praise God for you. I praise God for your witness, for your work. And I pray that you will continue to uh, do what God is uh, leading you to do. I especially appreciate you daring to not only think out loud, but to think out loud about a subject such as politics and the church. Keep thinking out loud, my brother. And as you think out loud, keep challenging us on the role of the church in politics. I sure appreciate it. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. show giving voice to issues that matter to you have you purchased michael nimmin's new book entitled vision it is definitely a bestseller in the making this book is full of positive insights on vision from people like president barack obama nelson mandela and dr miles monroe Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. This is Mike Nemes of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 
Catch our show every Friday at 8 p.m. on WDPR 102.4. To stream the show, just log on to the website at www.wdpr1024.com. WDPR 102.4, the station bringing you Jesus Christ with a purpose. With my man, Pastor Thomas Brockenberry. Don't you dare touch that dial. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. We are back, and as promised, we're going to be sharing with you some clips from our most memorable and influential guests that we've interviewed on the show. There's been so many, but I want to start with the first guest we ever interviewed on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and that's Judge Vonda Evans, a longtime friend and supporter of ours. She's been an encourager and motivator of ours for a very long time. And I couldn't have thought of a better person to be the first guest on our show. And she definitely didn't disappoint. Here's a clip of our interview with Judge Vonda Evans. Had uh, two very wonderful parents. Both my parents were teachers, and they were teachers in Detroit Public School. <clears throat> and uh, I was an only child. But I would say probably around maybe about the sixth grade, you know, uh, because I was an only child. I began to experience some symptoms of or, you know, actions of early childhood bullying. You know, I had long hair. I, you know, my parents were both teachers, so I was able to get many things that a lot of people didn't have. And it really, it was a blessing. It was a curse. Um, mm. And what happened was is that, you know, people had started, you know, wanting to fight and different things and being very aggressive toward me. So by the ninth grade, I found myself seeking refuge with a young man who who was in a gang. Mm. And I felt that I had a better opportunity to be protected against uh, threats by, you know, women, boys, brothers of these, you know. Uh, and so what happened is I began seeing this young man and, um, you know, like any other relationship, you know, I was too young to have it, and uh, I became very involved with him. And as a result, uh, my ninth and tenth grade, I had failed both of those years. And at that time, you know, you get the uh, report card given to you. So some young people from in the office would get a hold of them, and we'd go around and have people sign them and put grades on them and because I knew my parents were working as teachers, I'd get back home right quick and get the progress reports. And, you know, my mother one day, she said, you know what, I just got a funny feeling this thing's just not right. So when she went up to the school, they said, well, you know, yeah, she has failed the ninth grade and, and, and failed the tenth grade. And as a result, you know, my mother said, you know, now you're too young to be emancipated, so therefore... Therefore, you have to either continue your education or you're going to, you know, ultimately have to leave. And so then I went to uh, school at Mumford. Now, this is so ironic. The young man that I looked for refuge for had a girlfriend, and she was in a gang. 
And so there was some confrontation there, but God's will brought me through that. And what I mean is, is that what I realized is that, you know, I would be in classrooms with people and they would kind of look at me like, oh, my goodness, you're a failure, et cetera, and, you know, had basically looked like, you know, it, you know, she's not going to make it. And what I did was it began to challenge me to want to do better. Uh, by the time I got to the 12th grade, I had a 1.46 grade point average. Wow. And my mother then said to me, um, listen, there's a program in North Carolina Ante. It's like a provisional program, and you can attend that, or you can work, but you got to go. you got to get out of here. And I, uh, uh, I know what she feels now, having two daughters. I know exactly how she feels. So what I elected to do was to go to North Carolina Ante. And once I got there, I really began to challenge myself. And I realized something very early in my life that really I'm the only person person that uh, I'm going to race against, you know, whether someone else finishes before me or after me. They're not my competition. I'm my own competition. And as a result, uh, I buckled down and uh, I graduated from North Carolina A&T with a 3.5 grade point average in three years. Wow. Um, I then went on to uh, teach for a year at Servity Middle School. And then, you know, I asked, like, oh, my goodness, you know, I, you know, done so well academically, but I did not do well on the LSAT. Oh. And so the only school that let me in of 150 schools was one, the 150th, Cooley Law School. And uh, there, you know, I was on academic probation my first uh, year, two years, because you only got three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that second, the end of the second year, I, I came off. And listen, I, I graduated, thank you, Lottie, with like a 2.2. <laughs> but uh, I was so happy to finish that. That was a challenge, I tell you. And then from there, I went to the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. And uh, at the ripe old age of 30, I ran for 36th District, where mm-hmm. I was unsuccessful. And, uh, but I kept running, you know, I I prayed about it and the Lord said to me, you're going to be a judge, you know, and I'm like, when? No response. And I tell you, one thing I know is, is that your greatest challenge comes before your biggest victory. When I tell people in the community, I said, let me tell you something. God will use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Absolutely. And I'm an example of that. We also want to give Judge Evans a huge shout out. We understand that she's retiring from the bench after serving the citizens of the city of Detroit for 21 years. We wish her well in her future career endeavors, and we thank her so much for being a guest on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You know, God has blessed us with so many influential people within our own circle when it came time to look for potential guests for the show, we really didn't have to look that far. Case in point, Kirk Mays was a college friend of ours repping Michigan State, the green and white, who now is the CEO of Forgotten Harvest. For those of you who do not know, Forgotten Harvest is a nonprofit food rescue organization that collects food that would otherwise go to waste and delivers it free of charge to organizations feeding the hungry in Metro Detroit. Kirk and I go way back, and I decided to have him as a guest on our first 
Thanksgiving show to talk about his role with Forgotten Harvest and his journey in his career and why he feels this position is a good fit for him. Take a listen. Wow. Awesome. So, you know, we, we go back quite a ways, back to our Michigan State University days, go Spartans. Um, so so tell us, when you started out at Michigan State as a freshman, um, what were, you know, what was on your mind career-wise uh, as a student? You know, what kinds of things were you thinking about uh, when you started out at Michigan State University, did you did you see this uh, did you see this this life for yourself when you started out at Michigan State? Oh man, that's a great question, Mike. You know, um, no, I didn't see this life for myself, but um, I, in my spirit, I knew that I was, uh, you know looking forward to, you know, at the beginning of my freshman year, you know, and, and that all of that anticipation of not only the college experience, but understanding this was going to prepare you for something else. I already knew that I wanted to be in some way um, a part of some kind of uh, major business at that point. I didn't know how or where or even, you know, I didn't even know if I understood the sectors and all of that. Um, but as things in my life became more important to me and I became, you know, mature and started to realize, I, I guess, what's important to me um, and, and what was going on at the time when I was coming home. Uh, it really kind of led me to this, uh, this process to, to, to do what I'm doing now. But when I started at Michigan State, I, um, I, I was thinking about being an engineer and uh, working for an auto company and uh, designing cars or something, honestly, mm. um, as, as, a, as a plan, right? But right. in my right. spirit, I knew that, you know, I was supposed to be, like, in business somehow, mm. some way. And if, if the career path that everybody wanted me to pick um, didn't work out, then I knew that a businessman was inside of me somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. And then there was the actual all the physical distractions, you know, all these new people, places, freedom, and all of that, mm -hmm. which, you know, really made it a ball of experience, one ball of wax that, that made it an experience that I think is worth um, trying for everybody. Even if it's, you don't think it's for you, try and see before you make that assumption. Right. So when when did the – when did – did it really catch on for you? You know that you, you, you said that, you know, you always felt in your mind that there was uh, a business uh, man inside of you there, there that you were um, destined for something uh, greater than what you even thought uh, or could imagine. So when did the light bulb come on? Uh, was it in college? Was it after you graduated, uh, got out into the business world? When did that? When did it happen for you? Really, I guess it. I mean, like this this particular path, I, it's fair to say, was nurtured through all my life experience up to the mm. point like after college, though. And mm. and that was like you know I was in a zone where I really have no more regiments to follow that anybody else may, was making me do. You know, going through private school my whole life pretty much at different stages and then going through college I mean yeah this was something that I was of course 
into and willing to be a part of, and I understood the value of it for me, but I also grew up in a very disciplined home that, you know, this wasn't much of a choice. So mm. to have uh, completed it all and to have this kind of sense of, all right, I did everything everybody wanted to, for me to do now. Uh-huh. What would I want to do? Mm. And I really got a chance to get in this space after school um, and ask myself this question, you know, what would I do if – um, all of the things that I could imagine that I, I, I yearn for, my ambitions were com- a complete tomorrow. Like if all the cars I wanted to drive, all the places I wanted to go, all the carnal things I could think of were accomplished. And the next day, all I had was a list of things I had done and a bank account full of money. What would I just get up and do because it filled my spirit? And mm. um, I asked that question at the beginning of my journey, thankfully. Um, and it and it really was because I felt like I needed to make the right choice and right steps because I knew at that point that I had my son on his way. And wow. it was an unexpected situation for me, but it wasn't something that I could toy with just because it was unexpected. So I, I got to a very contemplative place about what I was going to do with my life, and that question was what, like, the guiding post. It was the beginning guiding star for me. And the, the answer to it was, you know, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, at my funeral, I would like to be remembered for leaving a legacy on this planet. And if it was going to be between a number and a bank account and impact on people's lives, it became very clear to me which one would be um, the most fruitful path for one life that I had. Wow. And which was the one that I was going to have this child that was coming see me live. And that's where mm. I started. So... Um, there was a few things that happened to help, you know, really galvanize that. There was a group of people I was around and some friends at that time that we, you know, we began that journey together. And um, all in all, I think it was beneficial for all of us. But, you know, it took me to where I am today. Um, my son is 16 now. He's with me. And he's seen this whole thing happen. Uh, he's mm. seen me from knocking on doors, trying to get people to to, to follow me to go you know, basically join a block club and do something in the neighborhood to, you know, you know, to humbly the CEO of Forgotten Harvest, you know, one of the the state's largest and most, um, you know, impactful organizations. So it's been a, a heck of a ride. And all I can say is um, it started with a centered commitment and a focused outlook of my life with, God at the center of it, really, um, asking mm-hmm. him what would, what would be my highest, you know, purpose um, for you. And um, serving his creation and serving his people was what came out of that for me and helping people become the best, the fullest of their potential, the fullest of their potential. And then that was a path that kind of got created for me to create, you know, like Village Gardeners and to try and create some kind of structure for educational, social, and economic development. And my learning process taught me a lot about learning about how the nonprofit world works, how nonprofit organizations work, about leadership. And I got a chance to do some things that help some folks. And um, luckily I'm able to put some of that experience into what I'm doing now. Man, that is an amazing story. And, and again, I, um, I'm just, um, uh, humbled by it and and really in all of it I really appreciate you being with us on today and you said a lot in that uh in your last statement there and 
what I really got out of it was um, when you look when you when you after you left college you you asked yourself you know what what do I do, do I want to do what I want to do in life or uh, is it more important for me to do what God would have me to do the person be the person that God wants me to be because a lot of people have uh, designs on what success looks like they have an idea of what uh, they want to be but uh, I think you know if I'm if I'm saying this correctly uh, you know you you thought that it's better for me to be the person that God wants me to be than the person that I want to be oh yeah brother I'm into winning you know and mm-hmm. I'm into trying to do exactly what you know, I can do to maximize what um, I'm supposed to be in this world. And I know of, of going to church five, six days a week coming up as a kid, I didn't make, I maybe not had picked up everything, but I picked up right. at least one thing. His way is the best way. That was the basic wow. thing that I knew, right? So when it came down to, all right, I'm in a place where I got to make some of the most critical decisions of the rest of my life because I got somebody who's about to come and depend on me. And I ain't ready for it. So mm-hmm. before I come up with a plan, let me get down to the nitty gritty about what I need to do. And I need to lean on the, the the biggest strength I know. And it humbled me down to a point where it was it was plain and simple. When there was nothing else to do and nothing else to ask, it was only what you want me to do. How do I follow you? What do I do? And if 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 the course is to give back to my community, you know, I'm actually with that. I think I can be good mm-hmm. at that. So mm-hmm. it, it was something easy for me naturally to be passionate about, you know. Um, he Honestly, he probably knew, I, not probably, but obviously he knew what he wanted me to do before I even asked the question. Right. I, I, in, in some reason, in some ways, some days, you know, I, I sit back in my own little space and I realize that, you know, he did give me some talents particularly suited for for this. And mm. at the point, at a time when, you know, I was at this humble place and 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 this place of vulner- the most vulnerability of not knowing what to do or where to go, without much to be able to use with my own hands or reach out to my own own hands, and I'm looking to the Father and He says go this path and I'm like, what do I do in that path? Turns out, He was preparing me the whole time and I didn't really get it. Mm. Mm. So that's how it works. That yeah, you know. So it's it it's it it's not as much as a mystery as it seems because we just don't get, we don't see it. Mm. Um, and the more and more it became clear to me on what you know was the right way to go, you know, and not make the mistakes that I had seen, you know, others make. I, I decided, yeah, this is the only choice. It wasn't really a choice. Is what I was trying to say. It, it's it was the wow. only choice presented. Our podcast is unique in that it's not, as I said early, a commercial-less droning of a topic or series of topics. But we wanted to add variety and diversity to our show with commercial breaks, promos, and drops that help to give our show a terrestrial radio feel, even though. It's still a podcast. And we get compliments all the time from people who listen, 
who love our commercials and our drops that we do for each show. In fact, what you didn't know is that every guest that does an interview with us, we always invite them to do a drop for our show. A drop is just a quick branding promo for the show where the guest promotes themselves and the show at the same time. And we thought for this show, we would string together some of our favorite drops from our favorite guests. Check it out. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Hi everyone, this is Roxy Roll from Western Air, Bahamas, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD, family medicine expert here, and if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. This is Dr. Eddie Connor, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud show with my main man, Michael Nimmons. Grew up listening and singing If I Could Be Like Mike, and I really do, so I had to listen to how he brings it, how he flows with it, how he engages you, how he speaks truth to power and inspires you to do something greater than ever before. Don't you dare miss it. Continue to listen. Think out loud, speak out loud with Michael Nemitz. What's up, everybody? This is your man, Fred Hammond. This is my man, Mike Nemitz, and you don't think out loud radio. Hey, this is Maurice Griffin from BET Sunday's Best. And in Detroit, I can't go without thinking out loud with my boy, Michael Nemitz. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. My name is Chantel Shelton. I'm the owner of Kimora Creations and a mother of a bullying survivor. I want to give a shout out to, to Pastor Michael Nimmons on his Thinking, Thinking Out, Out Loud, Loud radio, radio show. show. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Scott King, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio Show with Michael Nimmons. Keep it locked. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I praise God it all failed, never broke me. And I have seen weapons formed, I had a storm, they can't perform because my angels swarm. They can seal me like a cover girl. Who is Michael Nimmons? Where can I purchase his books? Does he have a blog? Can I leave a comment about the show? How can I 
MichaelNimmons.com. Check out the new MichaelNimmons.com website to listen, share, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Leave a comment about the show on the Thinking Out Loud radio show page. Read the blog, purchase Pastor Nimmons books, and so much more. Hi, I'm Pastor Mike Nimmons, and we hope you'll take some time today to visit MichaelNimmons.com. It's the one-stop shop for everything we have to offer. From our books, to our blog, to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and so much more. MichaelNimmons.com, where ministry is our mantra. It's their birthday. They need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now available on Spotify. Subscribe today. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. Endorsed by presiding bishops, pastors, ministers, best-selling authors, and more. Listen to what Dr. Eddie Connor had to say. Vision is a riveting book filled with spiritual keys and pragmatic principles. The insights shared by Michael Nimitz will inspire you to manifest your vision to receive provision. As you read, you will be encouraged to embark on your own vision from within. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. Missed the show where we talked politics and the church with Dr. Freddie Haynes. I want to give you a hypothetical. If you were an invited minister to the Trump White House, first question is, do you go? Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And the answer is no. Uh, Donald Trump is an amoral liar. He's also egomaniacal. And because he is egomaniacal and a narcissist, you know that, you know, to meet with him, you basically are there for his benefit. If you hear that I'm in a meeting with Donald Trump, know that somebody's impersonating me or that I have been a victim of the invasion of the body snatchers and someone has taken over my body because that is not something that I would ever do. 
You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked. I hope you are enjoying the 100th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You know, I still can't believe we made it this far. This has truly been an unbelievable journey, and I have had the opportunity to meet some people that I probably wouldn't have personally met if not for this show. Take, for example, former meteorologist for Channel 7, Denise Isaac, a bright and intelligent young lady who started with Channel 7 just before I started my show on internet radio. I remember watching her forecast during the day and she was always bright and had a very inviting and bubbly personality and she was also from Cologne, Panama. I started following her on Twitter and soon after I started my show, I reached out to see if she'd be interested in being a guest on my radio show. At the time of her interview, she was a few months pregnant with her first child. It took a few weeks to secure the interview because she had to get the required clearances through Channel 7 to speak with us. But I remember being so excited because I really thought she would be a great interview, and it definitely was. And here's why. We would like to welcome a very special guest on the Thinking Out Loud radio show on tonight. You've seen her on television, WXYZ Channel 7, giving us the weather. And we're so happy to have on this VIP spotlight edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, uh, WXYZ's own meteorologist, Denise Isaac. Let's give her a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show. Welcome. Aw, thank you so very much. It's truly my pleasure to be with you here this evening. Um, just sharing my life experience is just very kind of you to say I'm inspirational. That, that means a lot to me. So, truly, I'm honored. Well, we are honored to have you on the Thinking Out Loud from Cologne, Panama. I can hear the accent. Yes, I am originally from Colón, Panama. My main language is Spanish. I was born and raised there until the age of 17. I mainly came to the United States to go to college to study meteorology. So my accent is there, and I am very proud of it. Um, it, it won't go away, even though some viewers have already said, wait, why is it going away? <laughs> we love the accent. We love the fact that you grew up in another country. So tell us what it was like growing up in Cologne, Panama. It was awesome. I mean, now that I've been gone for almost 14 years, I can really uh, just appreciate where I grew up. I mean, Cologne is a place in the Atlantic, uh, or at least near the Atlantic Ocean. So we have a lot of greens. We have a lot of trees, flowers, plants, you know, birds, animals. I grew up just seeing snakes pretty much on a daily basis, hearing <laughs> monkeys wake me up at 6 a.m. in the morning, you know, wow. seeing the monkeys just go from, yeah, from one tree to the other. So I took all that for granted while I was there. And as I moved to the United States and 
realize how life over here is so much different. Now I, I, I truly miss it. But growing up in Panama was wonderful. I mean, I went to a great school. I actually went to elementary school from kindergarten through sixth grade, and it was an Arabic school. So I got to learn a lot about the Arab culture. And some people ask me, why Arabic school? Well, my parents realized it was a great school to learn about their culture. Also, English was really good there. Mm-hmm. So that's why they um, put me and my sisters in that school. And then after that, I went to a Catholic school. So I learned a lot about serving the community, you know. So so that's pretty much me. I, I, I embrace every different culture. I am very knowledgeable on some cultures and also love to help others. You know, that's pretty much the kind of person I am. I'm always willing to help, and I think a lot of it has to do with my upbringing and going to to my high school, which is La Salle or La Salle, also mm-hmm. known for La Salle Brothers. Denise, so tell us when did you start liking the weather and meteorology? Well, I started liking the weather at a really young age. Um, let's say I, I, I was about twelve, and in Panama is very interesting because we don't have meteorologists. We don't even talk about the weather in Panama because it's pretty much the same thing every day. I mean, you wake up, it's cool, but by cool, I mean 80 degrees. (laughs) You know, but 80 degrees, I know a lot of people are not thinking that's cool enough for them. But, you know, it starts out at 80, then it warms up to about 90. It's huge. Mm. Uh, It rains around 1 p.m. So the weather was just pretty much the same, just very, just constantly just the same, you know, During from April all the way through December, we, we get rain every afternoon. And then in December through February, it, we call it the Christmas breeze because we get some fronts that come close to the country that will bring in some cooler air. And it's our summertime, so there's a lot of sunshine. So in Panama, it's only either rainy season or summer and dry season. So, um, you know, I got interested in it because... I would just love to look at thunderstorms. I could sit outside for hours and just smell the rain, look at the lightning, you know, mm. look at the interaction of the clouds. And and even uh, me and my siblings, we actually wrote us or not, we didn't write a song. We made a song up while watching the rain fall. <laughs> so I still remember a song. I won't sing it because I'm not a singer. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I, I will say around 12. 12 is when I got inspired about the weather, but I really thought I wanted to be an astronomer. So I want to thank you so much for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly appreciate your warm personality and your testimony about how far uh, you have come in your profession uh, and what God is doing for you even right now. I know when uh, you've got a huge fan base because uh, when I put it out on social media yesterday that you were going to be on the show, I mean, people were uh, blowing up Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A friend of mine was saying, man, make sure you tell uh, Denise that I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. You know, this it means a lot to me because I've only been here a year and a half and you know and to get this love and support from a community that I heard was very tough on 
you know, on allowing people into their homes and, you know, that I was going to have a tough time here for people to like me. I can't say enough about how this community has really made me feel so at home. Um, you know, it, it's just amazing. I mean, you know, now speaking, I just kind of want to cry. No, but it's true. I mean, Detroit overall has been just amazing. I mean, the love over the past year and a half is just just great. I just didn't expect it at all. So, you know, once again, as I said before, I'm truly blessed. And, you know, I count my blessings every day. And I don't take anything for granted. So thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank everyone who, you know, just allows me into their homes, whether it be weekend mornings or during the noon show and uh, during the weekdays, you know, like I, I, I'm speechless. No, no words really to thank Detroit for, for everything. And Detroiters, thank you as well. And on behalf of all of the listeners of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we want to thank you, Denise Isaac, meteorologist for WXYZ Channel 7, for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. God bless you. Denise has now transitioned from Channel 7 to a news station in Boston, and we continue to wish her well in all of her career endeavors, and we thank her for being one of our early guests on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. As I said earlier, we have just had so many great interviews and great memorable moments. I also remember another great interview I had with photojournalist and speaker Monica Morgan. I had always been an admirer of hers, not just because of her beautiful and captivating photography, but because of the many intriguing stories I'm sure she had from each photo she took with celebrities and dignitaries from around the world. And I remember being in awe of hearing her talk about meeting with Nelson Mandela and President Obama and just being spellbound by the stories she had about each of them. I remember a story she told about meeting Winnie Mandela that caught her completely off guard. Take a listen. Wow. Man, I, I know as a photographer, you have got, a photographer and photojournalist, you have got to have some amazing stories about some um, some of the the celebrities and influential people that you have been able to photograph over the years. Tell our listeners some of your most memorable uh, experiences photographing some of the most influential people on the planet. Let's see. There are so many stories. I think I'll start out with Winnie Mandela. I received a call from Israel, for some, from Prince Asiel in Israel. And he asked me, can you come to Israel tonight and photograph Winnie Mandela's historic visit? I said, excuse me? He said, can you come tonight? And I said, well, no, I can't come tonight, but I can come tomorrow. Well, I did. And I got to Demona, Israel, which is where the African Hebrew Israelites are. And I was able to document Winnie Mandela's uh, historic visit. Now, the thing about that that is most memorable was every day I had to kiss her on the lips 
and say good morning mommy and mommy was an endearment in Zulu and so when she saw me the first time she said I like your earrings and I said oh thank you and then she said I like your earrings not sure exactly what that meant and then she said I like your earrings and she extended her hand and said give them to me I was stunned and I felt the earrings that I had on my ear to see which one she really liked. And they were some $10 earrings from a boutique. I said, okay, I'm going to give her these earrings. She better not like any of my better earrings. <laughs> so I handed her those earrings. And she smiled. That was a memorable moment. But we also, we had some great times. I photographed her in a private session in Hertz Leah. Israel. We went to Leah Rabin's funeral, the former first lady, and we also went to the Sea of Galilee, uh, the Wailing Wall, uh, the, the Dead Sea, which they call the Sea of Life. I was just able to travel throughout Israel with her. It was a, a, a quite a, an astonishing time to be around someone like her. And then I've had moments, private moments with Rosa Parks as her personal and official photographer. And I will say that it was amazing to be around her because, of course, she didn't see herself as Rosa Parks. She just saw herself as a person. So being stage, if you will, or being in private moments with her was definitely a memorable time. For example, we were at an Air Force base once that she had once worked at as a domestic and we were watching television and she was talking about Oprah and she admired her and it was funny because I said I know Oprah would be uh, you know just ecstatic to know that Rosa Parks is actually sitting here talking about her like that and then there was a time where she was unfortunately attacked by someone and I was in the hospital room with her and she was very quiet and and thoughtful and she said I said to her, Mrs. Parks, I can't believe someone did this to you. I am so angry. And she looked at me and, and kind of gave a smile and said, it could have been worse. Who thinks like that after they've been attacked? I mean, someone that's elderly, that's frail, and, and someone hits them, hits them in the face. Who could actually think like that? And so she was definitely a very positive force in my life. I actually shopped with her in Montgomery at stores that she had once worked at. I went to dinners with her, Emmett Till's mother, Mamie Till Mobley. I was around her with Coretta Scott King and Juanita Abernathy. And those were moments that I cherished, moments that I became a part of history without even realizing it because those people, Merle Evers Williams, they were people that I got to know who would know me when they saw me. And that was the most amazing thing to be remembered by icons like them. There was a time when Della interviewed in a hotel. I was in the lobby of the Carlton Hotel, getting going into the elevator, and uh, the elevator operator said excitedly, Mandiba, Mandiba, and I knew that was an endearment to Mandela. And I said, where is Mandiba? He said, he's up there on the, on the floor. I said, well, take me to where he is. And I got off the elevator, and I found out that Peter Jennings was interviewing him, and I patiently waited because I wanted to talk to President, or he was in um running for president, but I wanted to talk to Nelson Mandela. And when he came out, 
He took time to speak to me. He posed for me. And it was one of the most memorable moments ever. I was in South Africa in Johannesburg during the first RA selections. I ran towards a bomb. I covered that, which was a few days before the first RA selections. My images ran all over the world via the Associated Press Newswire. And I was, I was the person that they thought had some of the most intimate moment photographs because no one really had access to him from the U.S. And it was just I happened to be in the right place at the right time and the right people would take me in. So I would get photographs that no one else had gotten. I was the first, my first day there or first or second day there, I actually followed a minister that I knew and went backstage with him and walked out onto a field where Mandela was performing a ritual and I got images right up close. It was an amazing time and later on I went to his office when he retired. I went to his home during his 90th birthday party in Kunu and I also photographed his final rites and it's after tears ceremony where there was a president Kakwete from Tanzania that I had met and knew, and also Idris Elba. I ran into him, and, and I knew him. And so it was just, it, there have been some amazing moments that God has allowed me to be a part of, and I'll forever, ever be grateful to him for making those things happen. And that's why I say my photography ability is a gift from God, because I could never have made those things happen on my own. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Miss the show featuring best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Wynn. First, let's start here. What inspired you to write this book entitled Habits Don't Lie? Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Now, what way other than writing a book to get people to understand that we all have our trials and tribulations? Well, my mother used to always talk to me about good and bad habits. Bad habits will build you into doing things that you regret. The good habits will keep you um, engaged and writing. So that first habit was visualize faith. My second habit was to be real. This third habit, target success. The fourth habit is no money, and that's K-N-O-W. The fifth habit is live health. Uh, the sixth habit, which is just win, me. And the last habit, seven, was think, repeat. You tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's the birthday. You need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specializes in custom-made all occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial.
Hey everybody, Dr. Townsville here, the educator. Listen, if you're thinking, I want you to think out loud with my voice, Pastor Mike. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmin's offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. This is Mike Nemes of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Catch our show every Friday at 8 p.m. on WDPR 102.4. To stream the show, just log on to the website at www.wdpr1024.com. WDPR 102.4, the station bringing you Jesus Christ with a purpose. With my man, Pastor Thomas Brockenberry. Don't you dare touch that dial. You know, I'm a big sports fan and anybody who knows me knows that I love sports and I love talking about sports. So I really wanted to get a good guest to be on the show that I could talk sports with. You know, I was really working to try to get my good friend Jamela Hill on the show, but she was busy with her new sports show called The Six on ESPN. Our schedules just never seem to intersect. But of course, you know, she's now moved on to bigger and better things working for The Atlantic. Uh, She's also got a new podcast coming out on Spotify called Unbothered, and she recently got engaged. So, She's uh, doing quite a bit. Much love and success to you, Jamel, Jamela, and all that you're doing. Congratulations on your engagement. But nevertheless, I reached out to someone else uh, at ESPN who I didn't know at the time was a high-ranking official. 
at ESPN. Keep in mind, some of our interview contacts are made through social media, so we're very appreciative when we're able to make a connection on social media that actually translates into a real interview on the radio. And such was the case with this gentleman, Kevin Merida, vice president of ESPN, who, while it was a little difficult to get an interview with, it was definitely a privilege and pleasure to interview someone of his caliber on the show. Kevin is not just a senior vice president at ESPN, but he's also the editor-in-chief of ESPN's blog called The Undefeated. Listen to him tell us what the meaning of The Undefeated is, as well as us chop it up about some of the big news in sports. Great. I mean... That sounds um, that sounds awesome. Why why is it called the undefeated? I've always wanted to know that. Well, it's based on a a Maya Angelou quote that um, really you know talks about you can you can um, that we we may suffer many defeats, but we will not be defeated. And that, you know, sometimes you have to suffer defeat to really know what you can come back from, you know, to know who you are. And and that's a paraphrase of the quote. It's not the exact quote. I don't have it in front of me at this moment. But it's essentially a metaphor for the struggle of, um, you know, the struggle of African Americans in this country of really incredible triumph over odds and, and triumph over adversity and and it's also um, the story of sports, you know, which is that, you know, there are many times when you're going to lose and have crushing defeats, but it doesn't mean that you're defeated, you know, and and you can, you know, sometimes that's how you build resilience. That's how you, you know, you keep your um, focus. That's how you um, learn and grow sports has that great quality and so that's the origin of the um, name and that's why we call it the undefeated that you know whatever happens you know we, we will not be defeated right right um, I have a basketball question for you um, NBA question um, about LeBron and, uh, and, and Michael Jordan uh, two polarizing uh, individuals uh, in the you know uh uh, you know, in the league, and you know, talking about their their legacies, you know, and and how they are remembered and how they will be remembered. You know, will 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 LeBron's legacy be greater than Michael Jordan's, even if he falls short of the championships and individual accomplishments uh, because of his social activism? You know, LeBron is someone that has kind of gotten involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. He's made comments about that, and um, he's uh, been vocal about a lot of things uh, when it comes to race. Of course, uh, he's gotten uh, pushback from, uh, you know, the media, the white media on Fox, uh, you know, when he criticized the president, uh, saying that he should just uh, shut up and dribble. Um, and of course, Michael Jordan wasn't that kind of basketball player. He didn't get involved in politics and 
he kind of just stuck to playing the game. So do you think that LeBron will be his legacy will be be remembered greater than than MJ's, or will that even matter in the final analysis? You know, look, I I, I think they're they're both singularly important players. I mean, I think Michael Jordan is still considered the greatest. Um, basketball player who who played. I mean, obviously, there are always going to be debates about who's the greatest, but I think, you know, Michael's the reigning GOAT of the NBA. Right. right. And uh, I, I think, you know, we forget that um, it's sometimes popular to criticize Jordan because of him not being outspoken or not, but we forget that Jordan set a model uh, for black athletes uh, at a time when that model didn't exist. I mean, he... He was a, you know, a dark-skinned African-American with a bald head and, and wore earrings. He, he brought, you know, baggy shorts to the NBA. I know Fab Five had the shorts in college. But he had a lot of, of both style and a swagger and a cool and an aesthetic. And he, and he had lots of corporate sponsorship around him, lots of and, – and, and so he, at the time, he was a – he he set a standard for that that many black athletes coming in model. I mean, it was a whole commercial Gatorade be like Mike and right. And I don't know that you know where well Michael is truly he's not been very outspoken on on social issues and he didn't he, he wasn't always doing that much more private with his life. He you know he he did probably do more than people think. Um, and, um, and and I think that is um, what I would say about him. The other thing is with LeBron, I mean, we're, we're also living in a different era. I mean, we're in the era of, um, you know, of the digital era where athletes have the ability to, to speak on their own platforms and they can develop followings. I mean, imagine what... If, if Michael Jordan existed in the digital era, imagine how many Twitter followers or Instagram followers he had. Now LeBron has, you know, 48 million, whatever, Twitter followers. You know, so the thing is now he has wide reach and there's the ability to connect and to say what he wants. I mean, Le- LeBron is, you know, in terms of his own, um, what he has represented for black athletes has been, but you know demonstrating not only just through his own tremendous athletic accomplishments and his athleticism to be you know 6'8 250 and be in in that kind of body to be able to play five positions to go to the final seven straight times I mean he has a great resume but he's also you know he has uninterrupted he's built the media and in, in film um, enterprises and and brought his own um, guys that he grew up with into you know his business world and and is has shown from the entrepreneurial kind of self empowerment standpoint um, what you can do as a as a black athlete to to leverage your your notoriety and your um, you know, and your your reach to to many people. I mean, he's also, as you noted, you know, he he has not been afraid to speak out on issues, and whether that's with 
you know, him and Dwayne Wade and the Heat players donning the hoodies after Trayvon Martin's death uh, or any number of other issues, he he has not been bashful there about it. And, and, and so that does, you know, certainly people who are watching him can look at him and say, wow, if the, if the, if the greatest player in the game today can speak out, maybe I feel more empowered. He's not the only one. There are lots of athletes now and, and people who are very popular willing to speak out and say what's on their mind. And I think that's part of it is the, the, just the times we're living in um, with, with athletes. I mean, there have always been athletes who spoke out. Bill Russell spoke out. Um, lots of people spoke out. Oscar Robertson spoke out. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar spoke out. And on, it's just that now the, it's the amplification of speaking out through social media is is much greater than than anything any amplification that that could have been in a different era you know the great thing about this show is really all the great people that I get to meet I'm telling you I have had the opportunity to meet some truly remarkable people over this past year and a half doing this show and it just keeps getting better and better. For example, I had an opportunity to interview a young lady whose family is doing big things in the area of aviation. In fact, they own the largest black-owned airline in the Bahamas called Western Air. And their oldest daughter, Rexy, Rexy Roll that is, is really the brains behind the operation. She's the VP and general counsel for Western Air which is a family-owned business. Listen to her tell her story. Well, we're back on another VIP edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, the VIP Spotlight, as we like to call it, very inspirational person spotlight. We have a very inspirational person indeed on the line with us on tonight as we continue uh, Chapter 42, our birthday series of shows for the month of April. We're celebrating all month, and I just want to read a little bit about her before we bring her on the show. She is a self-described big-hearted island girl currently serving as VP of Operations and General Counsel of Western Air Limited, the largest privately owned airline in the Bahamas. At just 29 years old, she's made major waves in the Caribbean aviation industry by expanding the family business and spearheading the opening of a passenger terminal and maintenance facility in Freeport, Grand Bahama, the first of its kind in the country. As an aviation and business attorney by trade, she negotiated and orchestrated significant deals for the airline, including the acquisition of two additional Saab 348 aircrafts and three Embraer 145 jets slated by for delivery in May of 2018. She's an advocate for women leading the charge and following their passions as a lifelong lover of the creative arts, fashion, pop, culture, 
coach and pop culture. She's plan- she has plans on exploring her entertainment chops, though her first priority remains the continued growth and advancement of the Western Airline Air Airline. I want to give a warm thinking out loud radio show welcome to new friend of the show, Vice President and General Counsel of Western Air Limited, Rexy Rowe. Welcome to the show, Rexy. Thank you so much. Again, we are just thrilled to have Rexy Rowe on the show with us on tonight. Uh, She is doing big things in the aviation industry. We saw the interview that was published in Rolling Out Magazine uh, on social media and uh, very impressed with that. And when we saw it, we said, you know, let's reach out uh, to see if we could have her on uh, the show with us on tonight. And she was gracious enough uh, to um, uh, to give us this interview. And we truly appreciate it. But she, again, is the vice president of operations and general counsel for the largest black owned uh, airline in the Bahamas, Western Air. Uh, that has got to really, truly be amazing. It's a blessing. It's a lot of work. It doesn't come easy, but it's really something I'm passionate about. So I'm I'm grateful to do it and happy to do it, of course, with my family as well. So tell our listeners, how did your family get involved in the aviation business? Right. So Western Air um, started from around 2001, but basically my dad is a private pilot by trade and um and my mom is a business major and uh we're from a small uh settlement we call them in andres which is an island in the bahamas called mastic point and um we my mom had went away to school and um because they had me very young and so she wanted to go back to college and so we moved to Fort lauderdale when we came back to the Bahamas on our, you know, vacations, you just noticed that the air transportation between our island and getting into the city in Nassau was, was pretty terrible. There's a lot of delays and cancellations. And so it was really kind of my mom's idea to kind of fuse my dad's knowledge about aviation, her interest in business, and be able to service our little community. And it really just started out like that. And once we started explaining what the situation was um, to, you know, a few aviation uh, financiers here in the U.S., um, they actually said, no, you shouldn't just go one aircraft, you should do three. And so it, it started there, and it really just grew pretty fast from there. How long have you guys been in the aviation business? Um, almost 18 years. Wow. Wow. And how many airplanes are we talking about? Civilly, Western Air operates SAB 340As, and so we have about eight SABs, but we also operate a subsidiary of Western Air, which is Vision Air, which has kind of smaller um, aircraft and La Panther Chieftains and a Lear 45. So I would say in total about, about 16 aircraft. Wow, that is truly amazing. And, and you know, as we begin to think about ownership and entrepreneurship, I want you to really uh, tell our listeners 
uh, how important and significant it is for your family to own uh, your own airport. It's one thing to own a plane, but it's another thing to own an airport where you have uh, planes that are now available for uh, for travel. That is that's got to be truly amazing, truly significant, and I want you to really tell our listeners what that really means to you and to your family. Right. You know, that was my first really big project that I was determined to to really push forward. Um, when I had returned back to the Bahamas after being in law school in California, I we had, you know, already the the framing of everything we wanted to do in regards of opening up our own passenger terminal in Freeport because we have something similar at the headquarters in San Andres. But it would be different in terms of we'd be acting as our own mini airport on an airport. And the re- I, I guess the main reason why I wanted to push that forward was that we had a pretty significant base in Freeport, which is the what we call the second city in the Bahamas. And because we had this loyal base, I really felt that we needed to add something more, an element of comfort, an element of of maybe even intimacy, for lack of a better word, uh, because we really are familiar with our passengers. And so we wanted to work with the you know, civil aviation authorities to get all the certification process and, and go ahead and get our own security screeners and really operate independently. And I think it was one of the best moves for us because it really allowed us to control our experience from between Freeport and Nassau, which is one of our largest routes right now. So that was a major change, and I think passengers really, really enjoy the experience because it's it's super easy. The process is not long. You know, it's not like TSA. So safe, and it still offers them, you know, the the ability to travel in comfort. As we said off air, with our very inspirational person spotlights, we really like to, you know, highlight and um, uh, emphasize those individuals who we believe are making a positive impact in their communities and um, you know uh, we like to do that and uh, on our radio show and back in February we interviewed a young lady 14 years old in the Civil Air Patrol learning how to uh, become a pilot interested in aviation her mother is very active in her life and she's also being mentored by the Tuskegee Airmen uh, which uh, is another remarkable thing for her and we've also had the, the Tuskegee Airmen on uh, on our radio show uh, during the month of February but when I saw your article in Rolling Out Magazine and uh, the, the article again was talking about some of the things your family was doing in the Bahamas and aviation you know that was another reason why I reached out because you don't really see a, a lot of us uh, involved in the aviation industry. And again, for you guys to uh, own your own airline in the Bahamas, that again is truly, truly amazing. Absolutely. 
And I think ownership is incredibly important. And that was one of the things that, you know, I really had to think pretty hard about. Um, I think sometimes when you're brought up in a certain, uh, you know, I was, like I said, I was brought up in aviation. So something that you're brought up into, you tend to either take it for granted or you tend to run with My mom and my dad really wanted to uh, impress upon me without kind of obligating me because they, they always kind of made sure that I had a choice. But we really believe in generational legacy and uh, ownership and entrepreneurship. And um, so I had, so you had, you know, numerous opportunities to work other places and other firms, and I did for a while. But essentially, there's nothing like putting all that hard work and that energy, what you would have to do for someone else, and putting it into something that your family has built. There's no greater honor. So I always recommend, you know, uh, when I talk to, you know, younger kids, they always ask me, like, what about, you know, well, I don't want to work with my mom because they just, you know, they have a laundromat or they have something going on. That is that is significant. That is ownership. And I think we we need to support our local businesses and our black-owned businesses and really pump them up because that's that's where it starts and um so i just really think ownership is incredibly important and passing that that passion for ownership on to our kids is really important and i'm i'm grateful that my parents did that and i i hope it becomes more and more common within our community well, I know you are enjoying our interview with Rexy Rowe, Vice President and General Counsel of Western Air, the largest black-owned uh, airport or airline in the Bahamas. I know I am truly enjoying our conversation on today. And, you know, when you think about um, ownership in aviation, that is truly, truly important, an uh, important note to make. Ownership in aviation because there are not very many black pilots out there, let alone black-owned airlines and airports. And I believe that is why this interview is so very important and so very significant because your family not only owns an airline, but the largest black-owned airline in the Bahamas. I really want to make that point and uh, make that point with our listeners so that they truly understand how significant and important this interview really is. Yeah, I I thank God every day because I, we understand that it's very rare what we um, have been able to build, but we didn't do it alone. I mean, we have 140 amazing people that work very hard with us every day and that's with our you know pilots flight attendants dispatchers who dispatchers probably get you know the the very very little shine but they really help to make this show go on every day um we're talking ground support talking admin people reservations that's where it starts so it, it really is a team effort and we're constantly trying to improve ourselves every day you can imagine in an airline there's things going on there's so many different external factors but um and we're constantly trying trying to improve trying to better that's why we're moving forward with this transition to get larger aircraft to start additional routes 
um, it's a constant uh, phase of progression. And so we understand that um, it's very rare for us to, to do what we do, but we also know that it's not just us. Um, it's God, it's, uh, it's, our, it's our family, and it's definitely the team that comes into work 365 days a year. And so we're incredibly grateful for them. And, you know, you continuing to give credit to God is uh, another uh, great thing as well. You're definitely, uh, you know, on the right show because uh, we truly believe that God is the real mover and shaker. He's the one that truly makes things happen and makes things go. Um, but, Rexy, uh, you have been uh, interviewed by several high-profile uh, magazines magazines rolling out being one of them you know um, you're not even 30 years old yet you're doing uh, some big things in the area of aviation uh, you are um, again the vice president of operations and general counsel for Western Air you know I want to know from you what kind of um, example do you think you're setting for uh, young ladies and young girls around the world well, I would definitely hope that I'm, I I hope to inspire by what I'm doing. And I, I don't just mean work-wise, but just living in your truth and, and being passionate about what, what it is you stand for and what you work, what you work and do, but as well as what all of your passions are. And um, I just, I'm grateful to be in a space where um, I can explore various options in terms of things that I would like to pursue, other business ventures, um, creative arts, and of course, uh, working more with the airline. But I also think it's just really important to know that um, we like to get caught up in time in society. Like women, you know, I have a lot of conversation with my with my friends, other women, and who are career women. They're like, oh, you know, I should have been at this point already in my career or you know I get a lot of messages from women who um, you know are a certain age and they feel like should I still go back to school absolutely you know I, there is no set limit as to when you should start anything and I think um, that's probably the one of the things I'd like to get out there that everybody's story is going to be different. You're going to get married at a different time. You're going to start your career at a different time from somebody else. So it's just really not important not to compare, but just to live in your truth and live in what you're most passionate about and, and obviously understanding that it's not going to come easy. It's going to require work and, and just continue pushing and having faith. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Who is Michael Nimmons? Where can I purchase his books? Does he have a blog? Can I leave a comment about the show? Subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. How can I contact him for a speaking engagement? The answer is michaelnimmons.com. Check out the new michaelnimmons.com website to listen, share, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 
Leave a comment about the show on the Thinking Out Loud radio show page. Read the blog, purchase Pastor Nemes books, and so much more. Hi, I'm Pastor Mike Nemens, and we hope you'll take some time today to visit michaelnemens.com. It's the one-stop shop for everything we have to offer. From our books, to our blog, to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and so much more. MichaelNimmons.com, where ministry is our mantra. Miss the show featuring Pastor Thomas Brockenberry of WDPR 102.4. Tell us about some of the shows that are on your internet radio station. Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. They can find the radio station at www.wdpr1024.com. We currently have four major shows, Counterculture, and that's my show, and it runs from 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m., you also have uh, on on Tuesdays, and it's called Cooking Chicken. It's a 30-minute show. He's talking about local sports in our area. Then we have the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's hosted by you, Pastor Michael Nimmons. Your show airs on Friday at 8 p.m. Also on Saturday, we have a show out of Baltimore, Maryland, uh, entitled The After Church Show. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Got the munchies? Call Munchie! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchie! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchie! If you want some mouth-watering pizza and wings? Call Munchie! Call 248-476-7272 Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington Where you have the munchies? Call Munchies! Enjoyed the show? Leave a comment on the Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Share the episode. Subscribe to the podcast. Facebook about it. Tweet about it. Instagram about it. Make the show a part of your weekly routine. Tuesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now available on Spotify. Subscribe today. Time, 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 time
the week. show you know we thought we would speak directly to our listeners and share our heart about the show a lot of thought is going into the planning and preparation for each episode of thinking out loud radio show we really put our absolute best foot forward every time we upload a new show book a new guest review a new topic to discuss it's really with you the listener in mind The show name comes from what I believe is one of my defining characteristics, thinking. (laughs) I'm a very analytical person, a thinker, and I gravitate toward topics and subject matter that require thought and analysis in order to get to the necessary resolution. Thinking Out Loud radio show really just felt right, and ever since we picked the show name, we've gotten so many great compliments and feedback about the show in large part because of the name but I believe it's even much more than that you know the Bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he this is such a powerful declaration about the health and well-being of a person and how it is directly tied to how we think so in a real sense this show is a platform for right thinking it's a form for conscious thought and Empowerment. It's an environment of positivity and optimism that is very much needed in this day and time. So in a lot of respects, this show is not just about me, but it's very much about you. It's a show that's designed to inspire you, educate you, empower you, inform you, encourage you, and strengthen you guests we invite to the show topics we discuss to the weekly thought that closes each show the thinking out loud radio show is designed with you in mind it's a show that will make you laugh make you cry make you happy and even at times make you sad but most importantly it will make you think the apostle paul lays out very plainly what we should all be thinking about in philippians the fourth chapter Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. For as long as we have this platform, for as long as we have this show, for as long as As we'll be doing this, we will be thinking about truth, honesty, justice, purity, love, and goodness, because these are the things that everybody should be thinking about. Why? Because Gandhi reveals the power of our thoughts when he surmised, your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny.
hope you enjoyed our 100th show. We definitely enjoyed bringing it to you. Please share it all over social media and let others know about the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Please rate, review, and share and subscribe to the show as well. Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody about the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And be sure to add us at TOL Radio Host MSN. We're always on social media on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Let us know how much you enjoyed the show. We would definitely love to hear from you. Remember, you can always email us at contact at michaelnimmons.com. Finally, be sure to check out our latest and newest blog post entitled R. Kelly's Other Mistress. <laughs> this is a recent response to the surviving R. Kelly's six part series that debuted on Lifetime a few days ago. We just recently released this blog post and it's already gotten a number of hits. We're almost at a hundred. And so we love to get your feedback. Check it out. You can read it at michaelnemons.com and click the blog link and you'll be right there. Take check it out. Leave us your comments. Let us know if you agree or disagree with our assessment of the R. Kelly saga. We might talk about it on the show. I would love again to get your thoughts and opinions as well. So we so far we've gotten a close to a hundred views again, and um, you know it's a hot topic. Everybody's talking about it across social media, so we thought we would chime in with our thoughts as well. And again, thank you for tuning in to this week's show, the 100th episode. I can't believe it, guys. I'm still pinching myself. But we did it. We did it. We did it. It's it's a wrap. It's in the books. And again, thank you so much for listening to us on the 100th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be remembering the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's a show you don't want to miss. Be sure tune in and so until next time always remember if you think it you can believe it if you believe it you can see it if you can see it then you can be it if you can be it then you can achieve it power rests within you the mind is the most powerful muscle in your body use what you got to get what you want the power is in you it's a thinking out loud radio show thanks for listening you for listening to the thinking out loud radio show podcast be sure to support all of our radio show partners if you like the show subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play music tune in iheart radio or spotify want to book radio show host michael nimitz for a speaking engagement book signing or corporate event send an email to contact at michaelnimitz.com be sure to follow the show on all of its social media accounts on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show, on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, or on our Facebook fan page at www.facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Are you an entrepreneur? Want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner and take advantage of our free and advertising offers. 
send an email to thinkingoutloudradioshow at gmail.com for more details. Visit the new home of the Thinking Out Loud radio show at www.michaelnemons.com forward slash TOL radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.